your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, October 5th, 2021. Your boy Q here, and unfortunately, not talking about the Raiders going to 4-0. Unfortunately, they dropped the 3-1 on the season after losing to the Chargers 28-14 Monday Night Football. And I'll tell you, the score is pretty close, kind of close, within two scores. But to me, watching the game... Didn't really feel like it was a two-score game. Really felt like the Chargers dominated the game from beginning to end, and we'll talk about it completely on today's show. Uh, got a lot coming up on today's show. Before I get into it, I do want to thank you for making the Locked On Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Locked On Raiders podcast free and available on all platforms. And today's show is being brought to you by rockauto.com. Great selection, great low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Let them know Locked On Raiders podcast sent you. Segment number three, calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Segment number two, going to go over the keys of the game that I had for Monday Night Football, uh, talk about what the Raiders did, what they didn't do, and how they ended up with the L as the Chargers came with the victory 28-14. What went wrong for the Silver and Black? And trust me, there was a lot that went wrong for the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Then here in segment number one, news and notes. Kind of want to go over the, you know, the, just the numbers of the game. And then as well, uh, hear from John Gruden a little bit. A couple little sound bites from him. Post-game media session. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Off top, as I mentioned, the Raiders fall to 3-1 on the season, losing 28-14 to to the Chargers. And, you know, it's funny. A lot of folks called me on the podcast. A lot of folks called me on the radio station and were saying that, you know, the Chargers weren't that good. And I didn't think that the Chargers were great offensively. I thought they were really good defensively. They were going to give the Raiders fits. But they were really good offensively and defensively. They put together a complete game where the Raiders just didn't. And it was really bad. Another game where the Raiders got off slow offensively. And you can't continue to do that they got in a 21 nothing hole before they decided to come back and they eventually made it 21 14 with the ball in their hands they had the ball in their hands 21 14 they were coming back they had an opportunity to tie the game up and they weren't able to get it done Derek Carr the guy that's been getting it done for the Raiders had a really you know subpar night 21 for 34 196 yards two touchdowns an interception 56.8 was the QBR 84.9 was his rating just wasn't very good didn't look very comfortable, looked rattled early. I mean, guys that I was watching the game with kept saying he looks scared. He looks like 2018 Derek Carr, looks like 2019 Derek Carr. Didn't look like the guy that's been leading the charge the, the way, uh, you know, so far this season. But I'll say this, he had pressure in his face the whole game. Guys on his helmet the whole game. They were in his grill the whole game. He did not have really a very good chance because, I mean, again, there was just defenders in his face throughout the entirety of the the game. So uh, one of the biggest keys that I talked about in the game, and I'll talk about in segment number two, I, I thought that the Raiders needed to get the run game going because the Chargers were terrible against the run. 32nd ranked run defense. The Raiders only gained 48 total yards. Josh Jacobs, who did return to action, 13 carries for 40 yards. Just wasn't a very good game running the ball. Something that John Gruden wants to do. He wants to butter his bread by, by the way of the ground game, and it just wasn't there. The offensive line's not getting a push. The running backs aren't hitting the hole. 
And I don't care if it's Josh Jacobs. I don't care if it's Peyton Barber. I don't care if it's Kenyon Drake. It just didn't happen. I mean, think about this. If Josh Jacobs ran the ball for 40 yards and the Raiders only had 48 total yards, you know it was a bad night. It's just simple as that. Henry Ruggs, he had three catches for 60 yards. One play was 51 yards. And the Raiders didn't capitalize on that. It was a big-time play. He came up with a big-time catch, and the Raiders weren't able to score on the play, or on, on the drive. So, yeah, Henry Ruggs, his 60 yards, 51 of them came on one play. Uh, Dar- Darren Waller, four catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. And uh, he had a big uh, you know, penalty called on taunting, which was stupid, a little spike on the sideline. Then he turned around, spiked the ball later on in the game, and it was okay. So four catches for Waller, 50 yards and a TD. Hunter Renfro continues to be Hunter Renfro. Six catches, 45 yards and a TD. And then Darius Phylon on the defensive side of things, two sacks on the game. Those are the only two sacks that the Raiders had uh, on the night. They didn't do a very good job of getting to, uh, to getting to Justin Herbert, but Darius Phylon did a good job. And there was pressure throughout the game, but they just didn't get there enough and rattle Justin Herbert, he did a really good job. So by the numbers, you got to give uh, the Chargers a lot of credit. You got to give the Raiders, well, you got to just look at them and say, what in the world happened? It just wasn't a very good night for them. Uh, offensively, defensively, special teams, it just wasn't there. Whatever the numbers you looked at as far as the Raiders go, it wasn't good. Now, the one thing I will say, seven penalties, 58 yards early on, that was looking like an issue for the Raiders, but the Chargers caught up and they, they surpassed them in a major way. They had seven penalties for 105 yards. Uh, they had a big penalty against Henry Ruggs, a pass interference, so that was a big chunk of it, but they ended up with more penalty yards than the Raiders, but still, seven for 58 is not what the Raiders wanted. 25 minutes is what the Raiders had as far as possession. The Chargers had 34-plus minutes, so uh, there you go. The Chargers come away with a 20. 28-14 victory. In my opinion, one of the best plays for the Raiders in the whole game, and really especially in the first half, was Hunter Renfro, and he broke up a pass on fourth down. He was back to receive a punt, and he diagnosed the play that the fact that the Chargers were going to run a fake, and he went and put a hit on the, uh, on the guy receiving the ball and uh, broke up the play. And that, in my opinion, was really the best play for the Raiders in the first half. And when that's the best play for the Raiders in the first half, that's the problem. When the best play comes from a wide receiver making a hit on someone else, and basically acting like a defensive back, that's when you know there's a problem. But you got to give Hunter Renfro a lot of credit for diagnosing the play, saw that it was going to be a fake, and went and broke up the play. Thought that the Raiders had an opportunity to go ahead and, and capitalize and make some big plays. And look, they had multiple opportunities throughout the game to come up with some big plays. I thought they had opportunities to take big shots, but they just weren't able to get it going. And Derek Carr wasn't able to have the time in the pocket to let it loose and get it deep to Derek, uh, to uh, Henry Ruggs or Brian Edwards or Darren Waller or whoever it was. He just wasn't able to get it loose uh, quick enough. And just that's just the nature of the beast. The offensive line was not very good. That was a big problem for the night. So I also wanted you to hear a couple of little sound bites from John Gruden post-game. His little media session, I was not there. Uh, I was not in L.A. at all. Matter of fact, I stayed in Las Vegas. I had to do a, a you know, meet and greet and a, kind of a watch party for the Raiders Chargers game. So I was not there, but I uh, just want to bring you a couple sound bites from John Gruden's media session. Of course, the first one I always like to start off with his opening statement. So here's John Gruden immediately following the game. So like I said, I'm proud of our team for fighting, competing, giving us a chance in the fourth quarter. It was a ridiculous way to start the game. Uh, I credit the Chargers. They're a good football team on uh, all three phases. But uh, I'll answer any questions I can. So very short, sweet, to the point. That's John Gruden's his opening statement uh, following the game. 
28-14 loss to the Chargers. And, you know, he's talking about the start. And, look, they have not started at all very well this season. There's been four games, and none of them they started off sharp. Now, the, the Steelers game, they were the better team. They went out there, and they dominated. They played it really well. But, you know, the Ravens game and, of course, the Dolphins game, they did not start off very well. And they didn't start off very well in this game against the Chargers, and they just weren't able to rebound. They were down 21 nothing. and credit to the defense. I know that the defense gave up 28 points. I know that there was opportune times to get off the field, and they weren't able to do it, fourth down in particular. But, man, they had so many times where they did get off the field and got the ball back to the Raiders, and they just weren't able to do anything offensively. So their starts to these games are terrible. They're not going to win a lot of games. I know everyone's excited about the start. I'm excited about the start that they got off to. You're not going to win a lot of games if you continue to start the way that you did. So here's John Gruden responding to a question about the game, the Chargers, and just what happened. You know, what overall happened for the Raiders to come out and lay an egg the way that they did on Monday Night Football? Well, you know, we're going to have to play better in all areas, not just defense. Uh, I would help with Mullen and, and, and Arnett. Some of our guys were back there, I think, helping us, but I'm not going to make any excuses. Uh, they went for it in some critical fourth downs. I give them credit. Backed up in their own territory in a tight football game. They converted some critical plays on fourth down twice. Um, they went all out tonight to make plays, and they did. The Chargers were motivated to win that game. They wanted to show everyone on Monday Night Football that they were a team that was for real. And that was the same opportunity that the Raiders had. They could have shown everyone that they were for real and moved to 4-0 and be just like the Arizona Cardinals and have everybody talking about them. Now, people are still going to talk about them. They're 3-1, and but they're also 3-1 and tied with the Broncos. They're 3-1 and tied with the Chargers. And, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs are sitting there at 2-2. Two and two. They had an opportunity to really show everyone who they were. They just blew it. Of course, Raider Nation was there at SoFi Stadium in a major way representing. So one of the uh, last questions that I want you to hear from, John Gruden just talking about the Raider Nation, talking about the fan base being there, showing out at SoFi Stadium, making it difficult for Justin Herbert, who you saw throughout the game, continue to put his hands over his ears so he can actually hear because it was so loud as Raider fans were showing out. So here's John Gruden talking about Raider Nation. That was great. You know, it was great. It's always great to have the support of the Raider fans, and we're sorry we let them down, but uh, we cannot come out and uh, take that many punches in the first round. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of our guys showing the toughness to get up and keep fighting, but that, that was ridiculous tonight. They got on us, and they got after us in all three phases, and uh, we found a way to make it a football game and give ourselves a chance, but it's just too hard in this league against good teams. No doubt about it. And if there's any kind of silver lining, you got to give the Raiders a lot of credit for fighting. They continue to fight, they continue to fight, and they continue to fight. That was a game that I, I think in past years they'd have been blown out. Now, 28-14, I started the show saying it probably wasn't even that close, but the Raiders made it you know, competitive. There was a point where they could have had an opportunity to tie the game at 21-21. Uh, they had just hit a big play to Henry Ruggs. You thought, oh my gosh, they're going to make this game of it. They're going to tie it up, and then, boy, it's going to be one of them heart attack games. But it just wasn't meant to be. You know, You get to the fire too many times, you go to the fire too many times, you eventually get burned. That's just, I mean, that's an old ass saying, but it's real, right? It's an old saying, but we, we, we say it all the time because it's the truth. And the Raiders, they went to the fire too many times. They played with the fire too many times. They eventually got burned and they dropped their record to three and one on the season. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. We'll talk about the keys of the game that I had on Monday, uh, talk about what the Raiders did and what they didn't do and how they can improve moving forward. That's what we'll do coming up in segment number two. Before I get to that, though, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. They're the best place 
for all your football action. I'm talking pro and college football action. They got the updated site. They got interface. They got the better odds, props, and contests. It's the number one source for all things football. All you got to do is head to the website on your mobile device or your laptop, sign up today, and receive a 100% welcome bonus. And all you got to do to get the 100% welcome bonus, as many people ask, is use the promo code Locked On. So if you drop 500 in and then you use the promo code Locked On, you'll get $500 on top of that. So football, basketball, baseball, uh, boxing, UFC, uh, NHL is on the way. I mean, it's an exciting time of year, right? All things are going on. Vegas casino games, that's going on right now. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the whole 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and they are your online sportsbook experts. Check them out today, betonline.ag. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. I was hoping that I was going to be handing out game balls. I was hoping I was going to be talking about a 4-0 Raiders team. Unfortunately, they are 3-1 on the season after dropping to the Chargers 28-14. We talked all week long. We talked about it on Monday about the fact that the, the Raiders were going to take over. Raider Nation was going to take over SoFi Stadium, as you did. Hats off to you. Caused the Chargers to have a, a false start early in the game. Caused them to you know struggle a little bit as far as understanding what was coming in. The play calls were coming in. Uh, they had to struggle at their own stadium, but... It was not enough. The Raiders did not show up. They did not do their part of the job. They did not hold up their end of the bargain and unfortunately take the L and drop the 3-1. and one. As I mentioned in segment number one, now the Chiefs, not the Chiefs, sorry, uh, the Chargers, uh, the uh, the Broncos, and the Raiders all 3-1 and one with the Chiefs sitting there at 2-2. Two and two. Uh, It's going to be a very competitive AFC West. And you know, look, I mean, it's only one blemish on the schedule, and it's unfortunate. And they could bounce back on a short week against the, uh, the, the Bears at Allegiant Stadium, but Man, they had an opportunity to really make a statement, and they did not do it. Now, I had a bunch of keys to the games that I had on Monday, and I wanted to go over those and see what the Raiders actually did and what they didn't do. And you could tell by the score, 28-14, and really uh, the 14 points coming in the second half, the Raiders really did not exercise what I was talking about. First off, keep car clean. That was one of my first uh, keys to the game, right? That didn't happen. He was under pressure all night long. Sacked four times for 32 yards, but... That's just the beginning of it. He was harassed all night long. He was on the run. He had to throw balls away. I mean, it just was ugly. He fumbled the ball. I mean, now John Simpson was able to recover it, but it was just a bad night. The Chargers were in the backfield all game long and harassing Derek Carr. That was one of the biggest uh, keys to the game. He was never able to get comfortable, had the worst showing of the season for him. 21 for 34, 196 yards, two touchdowns and an interception, 56.8 QBR and an 84.9 rating. So not a very good night for Derek Carr. And again, it was because there was a lot of pressure in his face all night long. That was key number one. Key number two, establish the run, establish the run. And oh, by the way, establish the run. The Chargers were giving up 170 yards per game on the ground. You know what they gave up to the Raiders? 48 yards total. I'm sorry, Raider Nation, that's a joke. I talked about it on the podcast. I talked about it on the radio station. You've got to be able to run the ball. The Raiders ran the ball for a 48 yards on 18 carries. That's embarrassing. 
they've got to be better at running the rock. And since they weren't able to run the rock, what were the Chargers defenders able to do? Pin their ears back and get after Derek Carr. Going back to point number one, that was one of the biggest reasons why that Raiders offense wasn't able to click. And I know a lot of people told me all day long, hey, just throw the ball around the yard, you know, do what you continue to do. Don't worry about the run game. Use the run game later. No, you've got to be able to establish the run, especially when a team's not good against it. And I get it. They were keying in on the run game, but you still got to be able to run better. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he didn't run very well. Peyton Barber, Kenyon Drake, Jalen Richard, all those cats were non-existent. You know what I mean? So the run game never had a chance to get going. And unfortunately, that was a huge key to this game that nothing went right as far as the ground game goes for the Raiders. So that was one of the biggest things. I mean, look at it. The Chargers gave 126 yards week one, 198 yards week two, and then 186 yards in week three against Kansas City and only 48 yards against the Raiders? 48 yards? Now, you know you could not continue to go that route. If you run the ball like that, you're not going to win a lot of games in this league. Yes, they're at three wins right now, but it could all of a sudden snowball into a lot of losses if they cannot get that run game going. So that was a big, huge disappointment for the Raiders that they were only able to muster 48 yards on the ground. Now, my third key of the game, get pressure from the front four. Maintain your pockets. Don't commit too far up the field to allow Herbert to break, contain, and scramble for yards. And look, there was pressure on on Justin Herbert, no doubt about it. Darius Phylon himself had two sacks on the game. That was great. It was great to see two sacks. It was great to see pressure. But too many times, Justin Herbert was able to make lemonade out of lemons. He just was. I mean, he got pressure, and then he was able to get the ball off, and it ended up being a big play. So uh, he ended up throwing the ball 25 for 38 for 222 yards and three touchdowns, 74.6 QBR, 107.6 rating. So he did he did well enough. He did what he had to do to allow the Chargers to win that game. Again, he didn't really get rattled. Uh, he didn't get like he was uh, uh, flustered at all because of the pressure. He just needed a little bit more. Ngakwe got close to getting home a couple times. Crosby got close to getting home a couple times. He hit his arm once. Uh, Ngakwe drilled him once, but he was still able to complete the ball. It was just every time the Raiders were right there to make the play, he got the ball off a little bit early. Again, 25 for 38, 222 yards. That's not a big game, but three TD, 74.6 QBR, and 106.6 rating. You'll take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. So Justin Herbert was able to do pretty well, even though Darius Phylon still got home and got a couple sacks on the night. My final key of the game, don't allow the big plays. Third and long, deep shots, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, they cannot get loose. Trayvon Merrick, he had to come up big. I thought he had an opportunity to get his first career pick. Uh, the secondary, they had to come up with some big plays. Well, uh, unfortunately for the Raiders, the Chargers came up with big plays. Jared Cook had a 22-yard play. Steven Anderson had a play of 34 yards. Austin Eckler had a run of 20 yards. Jalen Guyton had a run for 21 yards. And they came up with some big plays, and they came up with consistent plays. Fourth down, they rolled the dice multiple times and they picked it up. I mean, just the Raiders weren't able to come up with a big play when they needed it. I kept saying throughout the course of the game, they need a turnover right here. They need a big stop right here. Uh, I know it's a fourth down play. Boy, it'd be great to get that uh, field position right now. And they just weren't able to come up with the big play when they needed it. And so, uh, unfortunately, man, the Chargers just had their number. Justin Herbert was the better quarterback and the Chargers were the better team offensively and defensively and special teams. 
They made it happen. Even Daniel Carlson came up with a missed field goal on the game, even though it was a long field goal attempt, 52 yards. He missed it as well. So in all three phases of the game, the Chargers were just a better team, and that's why they're 3-1. and one. The Broncos are 3-1 and one, with the Chiefs falling back at 2-2. Two and two. AFC West is a very tight division. Uh, it's going to be a race to the finish, I do believe. Uh, the Raiders are not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, they just got to go ahead and rebound from this game. That was just one of those bad games. It was an opportunity for them to make a statement, and that statement was not made. Uh, the Chargers made the statement, and the Raiders did not. So they got to get back to the drawing board. It's a short week. They have Chicago coming up at Allegiant Stadium. They want to continue to have that dominance at home. They're 2-0 and so far at Allegiant Stadium. Last season, they went 2-6 and at Allegiant Stadium. They want to go ahead and turn that thing around and be 6-2, and if not better. So they got nine home games this season. They want to go ahead and continue that dominance. They got to put this in their rearview mirror. They got to flush it and get prepared for the Chicago Bears coming to town. The other final note that I wanted to uh, pass along here in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, kind of keys to the Raiders' victory. And I do want to give Raider Nation a lot of props. Even watching the game on TV, I can hear Raider Nation very loud representing. You got to give Raider Nation a lot of credit for doing everything that they could to try to affect the game, which was one of the biggest keys I had. And early in the game, I thought that Raider Nation did a great job. The Chargers had a false start that I thought that Raider Nation caused. I really did. And then there's multiple times where you saw Justin Herbert with his hands over his ears on his helmet because he couldn't hear. And you know why? Because Raider Nation was so loud. So you showed out. You did what you had to do at SoFi Stadium. The Raiders in general didn't do their job. They didn't hold up their end of the bargain, and that's on them. But uh, big ups to Raider Nation for doing what you do and holding it down uh, for being the, the 12th man. Let's just say, like, I know the Seattle Seahawks, they say that, the 12th man, but Raider Nation, you were a major factor at SoFi Stadium on, uh, on Monday Night Football, so big ups to you. So that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Before I get to it, though, want to tell you about rockauto.com and I've been telling you about rockauto.com for a very long time. They're a family business, been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. What I like about rockauto.com, they'll save you a lot of money. Most importantly, they'll save you a lot of money. You can go to a corner store, you can go to a car dealership, and you can get the same parts that you're looking for, but you have to pay a lot of money. Why do that? Just hit up rockauto.com. Check out the website. It's so simple to navigate through. Even I can figure it out. Anyone who knows me or has ever talked to me knows I'm not a good guy when it comes to the websites. I just don't understand them the way that I should. I'm just not good at that. But you can be good at that if you go to rockauto.com because it's simple and it's easy to navigate. Every single part you're looking for is right there. The only thing I ask you to do for me while you're there, there's a box that said, how'd you hear about us? You say, Lockdown Raiders Podcast. And then they'll know that I'm sending you and that, well, I'm doing a good job. <laughs> and that's all that matters, right? You want them to know that I'm doing a good job. So I'll definitely appreciate you if you make that happen. Again, go to rockauto.com, check them out. Easy to navigate, parts are cheap, and they'll come directly to your door. So check them out today at rockauto.com. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. I do want to give a big shout-out to my guy, Mikey the Barber, in the 916 Sacramento, California. It is his 40th birthday today, and now he's not celebrating in a major way because the Raiders took that L on Monday Night Football, but uh, still celebrating because he turned the big 4-0. So shout-out to my guy, Mikey the Barber. Uh, he's a great dude and uh, turning the big 4-0 today. So shout-out to him. Uh, so it's good to get into these calls straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Uh, Raider Infiltrator, he's up first. He's from the 559. He's calling to talk about the game and his feelings following the loss to the Chargers. Here he is, Raider Infiltrator in the 559. Hey, what up, Q? This is uh, Raider Infiltrator after a tough game. Good stuff, man. But tell you what, our O-line needs help. We're playing with two backup guards, uh, inexperienced center, rookie right tackle, and uh, it's, it's, uh, we can't establish the run at all, and it's very, very tough to watch. Um, I think it hurts Carr and the offense. It also hurts the defense, man. We couldn't sustain a drive. You know, we're tough to say we're a second-half team and all that, all that stuff, you know, and cool to see us come back and you know fight back out and after the second half but you know we need to we need to we need to get our stuff together on that old line man we need richie incognito back and here's here's a question i would uh, you know maybe you can ask somebody when richie comes back i know he's had experience playing center can can he play center for andre james are they willing to do something like that or you know how does how does that work? Uh, I know they they invest a little bit in uh, Andre James, and you know they probably won't do that. But we need we need to find answers, man. We cannot run the rock, you know. And we, you know, the Chargers were pretty pretty bad against the run, you know. And uh, we're supposed to be able to run a little bit on them, and we couldn't run nothing. You haven't been able to run all season, and that's that's a problem. So, like to hear what you say about that, and uh, you know, I'm 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 still I'm still in it. I'm still in it, man. I'm still in. It. I think I think we still got it. We just got to get that O line fixed, man. I think that's our weak point. Looking forward to hear what you got to say, bro. All right. Peace. There he goes. That's my guy right there, Raider Infiltrator in the 559. And I'm with you 100%, man. The lack of the run game is killing the team. Uh, yeah, they're a second-half team right now, but they can't be moving forward. I mean, look, I've been saying it for a long time. This team feels to be a special team, feels like a different team. If they want to be different, they cannot wait till the second half to all of a sudden wake up and start playing. You can't. You're not going to win a lot of games like that. Now, they've lucked out, and they've won three games. And, and look, two out of three of them, they really woke up in the second half. They can't continue to do that. If you continue to go to the well, you're going to get, well, you're going to get left behind. And that's what happened on Monday Night Football. You've got to get the uh, the, the run game going. The O-line's got to be a lot better. Derek Carr was under pressure. There's a lot of things this team needs to clean up. Uh, now, the good thing is they're 3-1. and one. The bad thing is they're three and one. It's a long season to still go, right? And they got a lot of uh, areas that they got to clean up. So uh, hopefully they do that sooner rather than later. If not, they're going to be in major, major trouble. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up is a text from Ty in the North Bay. Say, what's up, Q? It's Ty here from the North Bay, rewatching the game again and just frustrated. Gruden's terrible play calling. 
We are not running football. We are not a running football team. The O line has shown all year that they're not able to open up holes consistently. It also makes Carr look bad running on first and second down, forcing us into third and long. That isn't a recipe for success against a good team. Gruden needs to wake up and realize this is not a power running team and let Carr go out there and be the gunslinger he could be. We have seen it in the first three games, hoping for a bounce back week next Sunday. Hashtag just win, baby. That comes from Ty in the North Bay. Thank you for the text, my man. And I do appreciate it. And I do understand where you're coming from. But like I said multiple times, man, this team needs to be able to run the rock. I just talked about that with Raider Infiltrator in the 559. They've got to be able to run the rock. You cannot become a one-dimensional team and think you're going to win games. I know there's people that will say, oh, there's other teams in the league that do it. I get it. But the Raiders are not going to consistently be able to win games if they can't run the ball. I mean, that's straight up. And against a team that was 32nd in the league against the run, they cannot only get 48 yards rushing. They just can't. That is a big, major problem. The offensive line's got to be better. If you decide that you're going to move on from all the offensive line guys, I'm not talking about Trent Brown, but I'm talking about Gabe Jackson. I'm talking about Rodney Hudson. If you decide it makes more sense for you to move on from them and get younger guys and get cheaper guys, then at the very least, they've got to be able to open up some holes for the run game. Josh Jacobs, Peyton Barber, Jalen Richard, uh, Kenyon Drake. It doesn't matter who it is running the rock. They should be able to open up holes, but they haven't been able to get that done, and they haven't been able to protect Derek Carr the way they need to. So the O-line has a lot of work to do. So thank you so much for your text. I appreciate it. Next up is a call from Valley Boy Raider. He's calling, looking at the schedule, wants to look forward and give his thoughts on what the team has coming up and how he feels they'll shake out in the next few games. Here he is, Valley Boy Raider. It was so cute as Valley Boy Raider calling again. Hopefully one of these calls gets in. But man, we got the schedule here and getting one. I know people are going to start overreacting, but that game could have been won. I'll move on to the next one. We got punched in the face. You know what? We need that punch in the face. You know? Yep, these next three games, we got the Bears, the Broncos, and the Eagles. And two of them are home games and one of them is away. So if we come out of these next Three games, six and one. When these next three games, oh, we got the Giants. So that November seventh, four games. Of the four games, I'm expecting at least four wins. Why? Because these teams are so far. Quarterbacks are shaky. Not good teams. We win these next four games, we're in a good position to make the playoffs. After that, we got the Chiefs and the Bengals. Bengals, we can win. Chiefs, it's toss up, fifty-fifty. I think we can beat them, but still. Judge us on the next four games. If we don't win at least four of those games, yes, we have to win all four. Then we can say hashtag good and out. All right? So these next four games are very critical to our season. And you could say if we were to go three and one, okay, I get it. But we have to win three straight or even four straight. going to be a tough one, but you know what? I think I think we can go. I think we can win these four straight. We win this four straight. We, we, we're back on top. And, you know, that's what we needed. We needed to get hit in the face. And also, Q, so with these players high-fiving the Charger players, this is a rivalry. I get that it's just a game, but at the end of the day, F them. Sorry for my language, but F them. There's a, there's a San Diego Chargers for a reason, all right? They're never going to win a Super Bowl. They've never won a Super Bowl. They're never ever going to win one. So these, And it's a rivalry. So these pe- these players have to you know say you know what no let's go back to the locker room and 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 the Chargers sorry for my language but like I said let's win these next four games which are the Giants Eagles Broncos and and Bears which is the Broncos is the hardest the hardest one out of the four and we're on we're on the playoffs 
we don't win these four games, then I start. we will start the hashtag Gruden out. Valley Boy, out. There he goes. That's Valley Boy Raider right there. And I'll tell you right there, for me, it's difficult to look forward. I got to take this one game at a time. Uh, the Raiders are 3-1 and one right now. Of course, they got the Bears coming up on a short week. They got the Broncos coming up. I mean, any team can jump up and, and bite a team and win. I mean, that's the nature of the beast when it comes to the NFL. That's why I won't overlook any certain team. Nobody's going to lay down. There's not one team in the league, not one swinging D that's going to lay down. It's just not. And so the Raiders got to take every game like it's going to be the toughest fought game ever. You saw what the Jets did last year. Uh, they took them down to the wire. The Raiders ended up with that victory. But, man, it was close to disaster. You saw what happened to the Titans this year. The Jets got that win. You saw the Giants. They got that win. I mean, there's teams that are going to go and try to get that win. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, all the Raiders can do, in my opinion, is concentrate on this week, which is the Chicago Bears uh, at Allegiant Stadium. Should be a fun game. So uh, we'll, we'll look forward to that. But that's all, in my opinion, that they can do is look one game at a time, not look forward. Next up, I got a text from Speedy out the 530. He said, what up, Q? Speedy from the 530 NorCal. All I got to say is we were doomed from the beginning with that lightning. That was an omen saying the Chargers were going to take a W. Raiders still got a lot of work ahead of them before we see the promised land. It's just one game. Keep your head up and on to the next. Raider Nation for life. That's from Speedy out the 530. And you're right. Uh, I did say that when I was uh, at the Oyo. I was at the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. I kept saying when they had that lightning strike, I said, you know what? That could be a good sign or a bad sign. And I felt like it was a bad sign for the Raiders because they were already on the field. They were already warming up. They were good to go. And then all of a sudden, they had to go back to the locker room. The Chargers, they had never came out. So they didn't even get warmed up. They weren't fired up, ready to go, and then all of a sudden had to, had to calm down and then get ramped up again. The Raiders did. I'm not making an excuse for the team, but that was a, a big difference in my opinion. So I'm glad that you pointed that out as well. Thank you so much for that text. Just got a couple more left, and how about a quick call from Ricky Delgado calling out the 209 Merced, California. He's calling in actually before the game to talk about Carr and Gruden, the narrative that uh, uh, you heard on the broadcast quite a bit. Here he is, Ricky Delgado out of Merced. Hey, Q, this is Ricky Delgado from Merced, California, and I'm just calling in, man, right before the game starts, right before kickoff, and I'm sitting here listening to these clowns on ESPN who clearly have no idea What's really going on with the silver and black, talking about Carr, talking about Gruden, how Gruden doesn't like Carr, when every single time we hear Gruden talking about Derek Carr, he's praising the man. Like, these people are just driving a narrative, and I hope Carr hears it and it fires him up. Just win, baby. Ricky Delgado right there calling out of Merced, California. You know what? I used to work in Merced at Hot 104.7. Uh, it was funny, man, doing overnights there when Renee Roberts was there. Izzy Real was there. Uh, a lot of fun, man, working at that uh, that radio station. But uh, back to the conversation that you're having. Yeah, that's the, le the lazy narrative, man. Uh, John Gruden doesn't like Derek Carr. I couldn't tell you how many interviews I've done, and I've done a ton of interviews. It don't matter if it's on Fox Sports, ESPN, if it's on something else, Locked On. I mean, every Thing. All the people that want to interview me about the Raiders, they always say the Gruden Derek Carr. That's the first conversation every single time, and that is the most tired conversation because it's the laziest conversation. If John Gruden wanted to get rid of Derek Carr, guess what, Raider Nation? 
Derek Carr would have been out of there. Derek Carr is not the problem. The defense wasn't the problem either. They just weren't able to get things clicking early on in the game. And I know that this call was before the game, but yeah, that narrative that you hear from the national team is so terrible each and every week. I had Lewis Riddick on Raider Nation Radio 920 on a Friday, and he talked about Derek Carr. And he said, it's not the problem. The defense has been the problem for years to come. Now they got to go out there and make things happen. Now they got a good defense. And that defense kept them in the game. You know, I know I've talked about a lot of doom and gloom on the, on the show, but the, the de- defense kept them in the game. They could have came back in that game. There's a reason why they were down 21-14 with the ball in their hand. It's because the defense provided that opportunity. They just weren't able to offensively capitalize on it. So, uh, yeah, Derek Carr is definitely not the problem. Thank you so much for your call, my man. I do appreciate your final text comes from San Diego Raider and how convenient, right? Going up against the Chargers used to be in San Diego. San Diego Raiders hitting us up. He says, yo, Q. There's really no other way to put it. We got beat in all three phases tonight. Our O-line was pushed around tonight. We couldn't generate any offense in the first half. Chargers played a better game than us tonight, and we can't let this type of performance linger in the next week. Got our work cut out for us versus the Bears, but we must protect home. Bounce back mode activated. Hashtag San Diego Raider. Thank you so much for that text. And look, I had a buddy back in Texas who used to tell me, don't allow one loss to beat you twice. That's what the Raiders' job is now. They took a L. They lost to the Chargers. As you mentioned, San Diego Raider, the Chargers were the better team. No doubt about it. Like the Raiders were the better team against the Steelers, the Chargers were the better team, and it wasn't even close. Don't allow a loss to beat you twice. They've got to flush it, and they've got to go back, and they got to get back to the drawing board and bounce back strong. And like you said, protect home field against the Bears, who are coming in hungry, coming off a win. Justin Fields going to get the start, most likely. He's going to be a dude on a mission. The Bears' defense is still good, and Justin Fields is a weapon. So it should be interesting to see how it shakes out. But, yeah, do not allow one loss to beat you twice is the key for the Raiders moving forward into Week 5. So that's all I got for you. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for all the texts and the calls, uh, all the feedback straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll get more news and notes of the day. We'll start to turn the page because it's a short week. Chicago Bears, they're headed to town, Allegiant Stadium. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. Got a lot of conversation about that. We'll start to turn the page and look to Week 5. That's how we get down. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of your family. Love on your family, most importantly. And then, as always... Just win, baby.